Show me the science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, Luke O'Neill here, and welcome to my show, Me the Science Podcast, uh, where I pick a topic of interest, and I hope you find this interesting too. And thanks very much, by the way. I'm getting a fair few emails and you know comments and suggestions. I'm going to do a topic and uh, a subsequent one when I get my notes ready on a separate topic on on a request. But today, let's cut to the chase. I'm going to tell you all about something very, very. And a third very important, coffee. I'm sitting here as I speak to you with my lovely cup of latte. I can't uh, do anything without a nice cup of coffee really in the morning, especially in the morning, to jumpstart my brain. Many people are like that, of course. Well, loads of science on coffee in the past two or three weeks. Amazingly, there have been several studies on whether coffee is good for you or not. What's in coffee? What does it do? A surge in interest in coffee. Now remember, it is the most commonly used psychoactive substance on the planet. What does that mean? It's stuff you take that affects your brain. And of course, coffee stimulates us. It makes us much more alert. And that's why we drink it, isn't it? It keeps us alive in so many ways. Uh, and we know a lot about that, actually. This was known before the latest breakthrough. So what's, what's in coffee? It's called caffeine. It's a chemical made by the coffee plant. And the reason why it keeps you awake is it blocks something called adenosine in your brain. Now, when you're feeling sleepy or in the morning, adenosine levels are high and it makes you feel a bit drowsy. Caffeine antagonizes adenosine. It binds the same receptor as adenosine and stops adenosine making you feel sleepy. And that's why you feel more alert. So we know a lot about that in terms of the alertness. But the breakthrough, I'm going to come on to in a minute, uh, the new stuff on coffee. Now, before I get to the real science, though, something else that I came across to make it even more relevant. It turns out your cup of coffee is about to get really expensive. And in other words, you, you better make sure you're drinking it for the right reasons. Uh, the IMF have announced a sevenfold increase in transport costs from countries far and wide. So the cost of transporting the coffee beans, say from Brazil or Colombia, that's the two main places we get our coffee beans from, the cost of transporting that's gone up sevenfold. Now, that doesn't mean your cup of coffee is going to go up sevenfold necessarily, but it certainly means the cost has to go up. Why is the cost of transport gone up? Well, energy costs, as we know, have soared, first and foremost. Uh, and secondly, supply chain issues. It's quite getting more difficult to get the coffee, basically. So, so those are the reasons why your average cup of coffee is going to go up in price. And the second thing that's interesting is more environmental. Uh, we drink far too many cups of coffee made of these disposable coffee cups. And in Ireland, for example, get this number, 200 million disposable cups of coffee are thrown out every year. I'm holding, I feel guilty already, I'm holding a disposable cup here uh, and it will be thrown out, sadly, and that's a big source of of, uh, pollution, obviously. And the Irish government may well be the first in Europe to introduce a levy on these disposable cups, just like we did with the the plastic bag levy, if people remember that. So really, the message is going to be, please bring your own cup of coffee to the coffee shop that you buy your coffee in, because it's going to be more expensive if you don't. And that environmental impact of these disposable cups then is very important. And and again, that's become apparent in, in 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 the last few months. But... What is this good news? And again, the news is good because, you know, as I say, if it gets more expensive, yeah, you're, you're, you're justified in spending the money. What a huge study. Now, again, as I've often told you, we like big studies that give us robust data. 170,000 people were followed uh, between the ages of 37 and 73 years old over the course of several years. And what did they find? If you drink two cups of coffee a day on average... Uh, That's the number, really, that was the key number. You're 30% less likely to die. Now, I'll say that again. That's a remarkable result. Not many things decrease your risk of dying by 30%. And it turns out two cups of coffee a day will decrease your risk of dying by 30%. And it's a huge effect. And because of so many people, 170,000... 
it's probably true because the statistics are very robust. You know, they, they, had, they had coffee drinkers, they had non-coffee drinkers, they had some coffee drinkers drinking one cup, some drinking four cups, and all that data stuck into a big machine, spat out the result. Uh, if you drink around two cups of coffee a day, you're 30% less likely to die. Now, what was interesting was as well, a spoon of sugar in the coffee had this effect. So in other words, it wasn't unsweetened coffee. It was one spoon of sugar gave you this 30% decrease risk. If you didn't take sugar, it was a 16 to 21% less risk, which is still good. So there's something about the little spoon of sugar as well in the coffee that seems to be protective and decrease your chance of dying. So that's important to, to mention as well. And people feel guilty sometimes putting sugar in their coffee. And of course, it can give rise to obesity, I guess. But in this particular study, that little spoon of sugar was increasing your chance of staying alive if you drink these two cups of coffee a day. Now, what they showed was as well, if it's latte, sadly, that's what I'm drinking. Uh, or milky coffee or cappuccinos there wasn't a protective effect probably because that stuff was countering the beneficial effects of what's in the coffee so black coffee seemed to be the most effective at having this uh, prolongation of life now the other thing is um, before this study was done anyway there was some evidence that coffee was protective against Parkinson's disease, heart disease, type 2 diabetes and prostate cancer that were studies showing already there were beneficial effects, you see. Now, this study didn't really look at heart disease or cancer as a reason for the beneficial effects. It was just risk of dying overall. But certainly there's other beneficial effects from caffeine and coffee that, uh, that are useful. And the other strange thing was they also saw a protective effect with decaffeinated coffee. Now, that surprised me because I'm thinking it must be the caffeine that's responsible for this. And it may be because decaffeinated does still have some caffeine in it. So maybe the, the little bit of residue caffeine that's there or it could be something else in the coffee. And I'll come on to what that special stuff might be in a minute because obviously we love to get to the mechanism of these things and find out how they're working. Now, before I do that, though, one other thing I want to tell you is why does the coffee plant have coffee anyway? Caffeine anyway. I mean, it's not for us, is it? These, these coffee plants evolved a long time ago. Well, guess what the caffeine is? It's an insecticide. So the caffeine in the coffee plant will kill certain insects and especially mosquitoes. And lots of studies have shown this, that mosquitoes hate caffeine. They, 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 they fly away from it, basically. And some people sometimes burn coffee outdoors to repel mosquitoes, for instance. And that's quite a good thing to do. So its main function seems to be an insecticide. It probably affects adenosine in the uh, mosquito as well. And now affects the mosquito in some way through targeting adenosine anyway. It just ha- happens in our bodies. Adenosine makes us sleepy. So again, we're kind of piggybacking on something that's being used in a different context in this case, in the, in the case of insects. And evolution is very interesting. It often has these multiple things going on. So we're lucky in a way that the coffee plant makes caffeine to probably antagonise adenosine in insects. And then we're lucky adenosine in our brains makes us sleepy. So hence the caffeine effect on our brains is to keep us more alert. Interestingly as well, another little fact for you, worms like like coffee. Now, there's the opposite to, to um, mosquitoes. And if you put coffee grounds in your garden, and this is recommended, by the way, it was known to probably fertilize the soil in some ways. But guess what? The worms love it. Now, worms moving through the soil, very important for soil fertility. They're called the tillers of the soil, for instance. So caffeine and coffee will help promote worms going through your soil. So that's another reason to drink coffee, maybe, is the grounds afterwards. Throw them in your garden and it'll help the worms and that'll help your soil. So there's extra little bits about coffee. But let's get to the crunch of the matter. What the hell 
if I can use the word hell, could be in the coffee to extend your life? Well, they don't really know. That's the truth of it. Uh, It's an observational study. It could be, first of all, what are called confounding variables. Maybe the people who drink two cups of black coffee a day take more exercise or have other habits or various things that we don't know. So it could be a, an indicator of something else. That That's one possibility. And the investigators are trying to dig into the data to see if they can link it to other things that people do. But more likely, it's a separate set of chemicals in the coffee called antioxidants. Now, many plants and plant extracts are full of natural chemicals that are called antioxidants. You may have heard them. And what these chemicals do is they mop up what are called free radicals. Now, free radicals aren't people who go around carrying, you know, posters and shouting at other people. Uh, Free radicals are chemicals derived from oxygen that can break down things in your body. And in fact, breakdown products of oxygen, superoxide as one example, can be very damaging to our cells. And lo and behold, plants have ways to mop up those damaging free radicals. They got them in their own tissues to block this, you see. And then when we eat them, we we get the benefit of the antioxidants. And they think it might be antioxidants. And coffee is full of different antioxidant chemicals they call flavonoids. And maybe that's what's protecting our cells and therefore prolonging our life is the idea there. Now, one last couple of last things to tell you. I'm going fast because I'm drinking so much coffee. I'm buzzing here. Uh, The other thing is, one worry would be, if you drink a cup of coffee at night, does it keep you awake? Well, this study shows it doesn't. Isn't that great? And of course, that's always a concern. You're out for dinner and someone offers you a coffee. You know, no, I want a cup of coffee. It turns out that doesn't really work. And the reason is your natural sleep chemicals, melatonin, can overcome the caffeine. And there's evidence for that. So it looks as if a cup of coffee late at night will not be the cause of you staying awake. You might be staying awake because you're worrying you've had the cup of coffee, you see. It mightn't be the coffee itself that's causing that, uh, or some other reason. But these studies have shown, and and, and a study outside this one mainly actually, uh, coffee doesn't really keep you awake at night. And they did a clever thing there. They measured uh, sleep patterns after someone who drank coffee, and they went into deep sleep, just like the non-coffee drinkers. So we don't think coffee is going to keep you awake if you take it at night. So again, don't be worrying take that cup of coffee to help your health and prolong your life and and I'm going to finish now with a very nice uh, phrase which I love Jerry Seinfeld that comedian he said we want to do a lot of stuff we're not in great shape we didn't get a good night's sleep we might feel a little bit depressed coffee solves all these problems in one delightful cup. Now, let me now make it very clear, I'm not getting shares in any drug, any company making coffee to, to, to plug this by any means. Uh, but all that science is supporting the notion of one or two cups of coffee a day will prolong your life. It might stave off certain illnesses. A uh, little bit of sugar is good. Try and avoid the milk. So if the price of coffee does go up, if you like it, keep drinking it because it could well save your life. There you have it. The science of coffee. Thanks very much for listening. And of course, my podcast is available every Thursday for downloading and it's a News Talk production.